Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a program with like walls and like a ceiling. Like, you guys can't see it, but there's like four walls here and a ceiling. We're right. actually about to take out that ceiling. Okay, a ceiling for now. So enjoy these final few episodes with a ceiling. <laughs> My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, or you're listening to the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the platform of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Okay, today is Friday, November 3rd, 2023. It is 20 days to Thanksgiving. Holy cow. Who am I? Can I tell you something? Yeah. No. Uh, let me finish this. Uh, happy birthday to... Um, oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. It's like... Uh, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, who played um, the, uh, oh God, Ivan Drago in Rocky IV. Uh, it's episode 1,685. Let me tell you something, okay? There was, and I understand she's got to make money. Oh my, where is this going? Did you see the Mariah Carey tweet on, mm, I guess it was it was uh, Tuesday night? I don't think that I did. She tweeted out, she's like, 
It's time. It's like Mariah season and is like the all I want for Christmas is you. Oh, song. yeah. Folks, let me. Okay. A rant for a moment. You guys know that we are team Thanksgiving here, right? I, I think we've been pretty clear about that for eight years. Mm-hmm. We've been pretty clear that this, this show is very pro Thanksgiving. I understand people love Christmas and I'm not telling you to stop loving Christmas. Christmas rocks. Yeah. The official statement of the official stance of Dave Campbell's Texas, uh, Texas football today is that it rocks. Thanksgiving is early this year. Yeah, it is early. It's the 23rd. Okay. So if you, if you just let us have Thanksgiving, you can have 34 days of Christmas. Yeah. The long Christmas. Yeah. Let us have this. Yeah. Am I wrong? Am I crazy? No. No, I uh, I agree about like the decorations and stuff. The music tends to get hard just because there are there's not Thanksgiving songs. Y- yeah. Like I get it. decorations, there I are definitely it. Thanksgiving decorations. But like it starts to get cold outside, you're trying to get in the holiday spirit. It's like what do you put on for Thanksgiving? Some smooth jazz. Yeah. Which I I enjoy that. I don't think the general population does. Um anyway. But I yeah, just, that's that, it's early that, this year. I, I you do, got a I full week of of November to celebrate Christmas. As as two of the chief branding officers for Thanksgiving, you mm-hmm. and I. Yes, correct. One of the things that we've struggled with is that we're fighting against. There's no Thanksgiving music, and that's a real. That is a real. Um, like we're playing from behind. Mm-hmm. You know. Maybe we should we should write Thanksgiving songs. Well, now I might know what we're doing for our Thanksgiving <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> I'm gonna get Mallory to sing mine because I can write. She um, can she sing? She, yeah, she was uh, all city choir in the ag. Yeah, she she's got Let's a good voice go. on her. She won't right. she won't sing in public, but she well, not without she can sing. She won't. Well, we'll we'll get out of her anyway. Uh, on today's show, folks, uh, we got uh, we got uh, the Craven Bets, our weekly college football. Uh, financial advice segment with our senior college football writer mike craven and then it's helpful honda mailback friday we're answering your questions which you submitted to us so graciously on wednesday we'll answer as many as we can coming up here at the back half of the program uh, a reminder dave campbell's texas football tonight yeah it's the regular season finale it is uh of, of uh, dave campbell's texas football tonight Y'all got some big old spotlight games? We do. Big uh, old spotlight Picked games. by Mallory Hartley, who's going to be in the producer's seat. Ooh. Speaking of, speaking of Mallory Hartley. Uh, so we've got, uh, make sure you tune into that tonight, 7.30 p.m. Uh, on YouTube, Facebook, and on TexanLive.com. Uh, it is free whip-around coverage of the, the biggest Texas high school ball games across the state. Bad news for the viewers, but uh, your girl's on the desk this <gasps> week, coming out of retirement. Oh, wow. So if you want to watch me just like pick on Ish and Nick the entire time come join us don't pick on nick that's fair i'll just pick on ish correct i don't think i've met nick but he seems like a nice guy and not worthy of your scorn he probably catches more of my scorn than anyone so he's used to it well, yeah you're the producer and correct. i know how that goes <laughs> uh one thing we are going to do around here is get a little bit of financial advice the college football weekend is upon us there are big games all across the Lone Star State and uh, an opportunity for you to make some wise investments. And here's our investment advisor, Mike Craven, in a segment we call Craven Bets.
Craven Bets, America's most lucrative segment here on Craven's Corner. And on this corner, we make money. We do make money here. And uh, now the, the weather's cooling off, Michael. I will I will ask you this. Do you buy into the idea of uh, of when, when the weather gets colder, you should uh, automatically look more at the unders? <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe not in the state of Texas, but yeah. uh, universally. Yeah, that's probably why Big Ten football kind of stinks to watch. Uh, once it gets cold, it gets a little harder to catch the ball, pass the ball, all that stuff. I can't tell you how happy I was when realignment finally ended and there were no teams, no Texas teams in the Big Ten. I, you can't make me watch Big Ten football. I'm sorry. Preach. Oh, that's terrible. Five bets to this week uh, in a loaded slate of games. We're going to start with one of the big games at 11 a.m. Uh, 11 a.m., the Texas A&M Aggies will make their way east to... Uh, Ole Miss to take on the number 10 Rebels. Uh, this is an Ole Miss team that is coming in as the only a three-point home favorite against an unranked AM team. Uh, but you think that uh, they're going to cover that three. Vegas sees this as a toss-up on a neutral road. The problem is, on the road, A&M's been off. Eight-game losing streak against FBS opponents on the road. Haven't won an SEC game on the road since 2021 when they beat Mizzou. By the time they kick off on Saturday, that'll be over two years ago. Um, Lane Kiffin enjoys playing against uh, Jimbo Fisher. They ran for 390 yards last last uh, year. This isn't the normal Ole Miss team that's going to score 45 on you every single week, but I think it's good enough to beat AM at home unless the Aggies figure out what's going on on the road. Uh, speaking of uh, not scoring a ton, uh, this is a game that Jimbo Fisher, the under, uh, as, is three out of four, uh, again, when he plays Ole Miss. So consider under 54 with your purchases as well. Uh, let's now move to Denton, to a game I believe you'll be at, as the uh, the UTSA Roadrunners visit the North Texas Mean Green, 2 o'clock in Denton and Apogee. Or no, it's not Apogee Stadium. No, they got a new, they got a new name. I forgot it. Whatever. The stadium on 35. They're not paying me to, to, to get the, the sponsor right. Uh, UTSA is a seven and a half point road favorite. Uh, you think North Texas can keep this within the touchdown? They uh, UTSA has lost five in a row at, in Denton. They haven't won a game in Denton since 2013, the first time they ever went there. North Texas hasn't been winning games the last couple weeks, but they've been playing close ones against a good Memphis team, against a good Tulane team. That offense in Denton with Eric Morris in charge is excellent. Chandler, Chandler Rogers is playing really well. UTSA hadn't played close games lately, but they're giving up a decent amount of points. To me, that means this one's going to be a shootout. Last one to have the ball is going to win, uh, much like the regular season matchup between the two in 2022. The steam is on the over as well. It's moved from, it opened at 70, it's moved to 71. Even though these two teams, seven of the last nine unders have hit. So take that into consideration. Uh, the other huge game in the state of Texas, or involving a Texas team rather at 11 a.m., as the number 23 Kansas State Wildcats uh, come calling to Texas uh, as the number seven Texas Longhorns welcome them in. Texas is a four-point home favorite on a backup quarterback think the horns are going to hold it at home i do this feels like one of those everybody's talking about kansas state and how well they've been playing the wildcats have been great and i think they are the true challenger to oklahoma and texas in the big 12 but what kansas state does really well texas has gotten good at texas is good in the trenches their offensive line is not going to get pushed around devondre sweat and byron murphy are not going to get pushed around right like texas can play big boy football these days they've been good against kansas state over the last 10 quietly been a, a, a rivalry that's kind of switched into the Longhorn favor. I think even if Malik Murphy plays average football 
Uh, the running game and the defense is enough for Texas to win this one at home and, and a game that DKR is going to be up for uh, 11 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, if you're into fading the public, uh, there's uh, there's a lot of money coming in on, on Kansas State right now. This game actually last Friday could have gotten into Texas minus nine and a half. So there's a lot of movement towards Kansas State, uh, but Texas will be a four-point home favorite. Let's go to the Sun Belt. Uh, Four o'clock in San Marcos as the uh, Texas State Bobcats look to bounce back from last week's loss to Troy. They welcome in the Georgia Southern Eagles, which if you haven't been paying attention to them, they are pretty good. Georgia Southern, a two-point road favorite, and you like the Eagles. I do. This one could be the best game of the week. Like when we look back on it, just in terms of pure enjoyment and the one that was most fun to watch, it could be this one. Both offenses is really fun. The defenses uh, can make plays. This just feels, again, kind of like last week, it feels like one of those that Texas State's really a year uh, away from competing against. They've won their five games against teams that are 14 and 27. They've lost the three against teams uh, that have 500 or above records at the FBS level. So they're beating the teams they're supposed to. They're not quite yet at the level of those next group of teams in the Sun Belt. I think that continues this week against Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern, a road favorite for just the third time since 2020. Finally, uh, in the in, in the vein of professional wrestling, it's a loser leaves town match as the Houston Cougars visit the Baylor Bears 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. Baylor is uh, catching four at home. And you think the Cougars are going to walk into uh, to, to McLean Stadium and keep at least keep this thing within within a field goal? Everyone else has. You know, <laughs> Baylor is one in five at home uh, this year. And that only win, that only uh, win at home was Long Island. Uh, so they haven't been an FBS uh, team at home. Uh, they haven't been that good in Big 12 play. Houston's already beaten a team uh, that, that's a legacy Big 12 member. I throw the Kansas State game out of the window for the Cougars. They had played an emotional Hail Mary win game against West Virginia, against Holgerson's former team. They play an emotional home game against Texas where, you know, there's the call there at the end to kind of, you know, they, they think screws them a little bit to go into overtime. They were due for a letdown on the road. I think they're back up, one, up for this one against the Baylor team that can't stop anybody. I, I think this is another one that's going to come down to uh, who has the ball last, so I'll take Houston in the point. Uh, Houston under Dana Holderson, eight and six against the spread as a road underdog. So consider or uh, consider that. He is Mike Craven. He is our financial advisor and senior college football writer here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Craven's Corner. Because on this corner, we make money. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now.
I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. All right, Pickle. It's time for Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score on award-winning Hondas like the 2024 Rugged and Reliable Ridgeline. They're going to make a 2024. Well, you know what? Let me look this up. Go finish your copy points. Anyway, whether you want a 2024 Rugged and Reliable Honda Ridgeline mm. or any of the other Rugged and Reliable Honda vehicles you can stop by your local north texas honda dealers today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more can confirm oh there is a 2024 honda ridgeline and i bet you it's even more rugged and even more, even reliable. more reliable i bet so we yeah. love you honda thanks honda we appreciate it it's helpful honda mailbag friday if you've got questions get them in on helpful honda mailbag wednesday when we ask, uh, we solicit yeah. for questions. So uh, build a time machine, go back in time and ask them. Uh, but as we head into the final week of the uh, high school football regular season pickle, what questions do the people have? Let me hear from my people. The people. Um, would Draylon Miller have the same success and get the same looks if he was a receiver in a bigger school, say like Duncanville or North Shore? Mm. Uh, okay. Let's let's separate this into two conversations. Yes. Both of which might have the same answer, but we'll separate it. The first is the recruit part of it. Yeah. Okay. And a five star is a five star. He's a five star talent. It doesn't matter. And the fact that he's doing it at a four A school It's almost the, more impressive. In the golden triangle, which yeah. is like if you're a four A school, um, I'm trying to think of uh, uh La Vega. Yep. Right, 4A school, relatively large city. Or uh, when Argyle was a 4A school, mm-hmm. um, you know these these programs. Anna, Anna Stephenville, yes. you know, like yeah. those types of either blue blood programs or programs in major metro areas. Yes, right. I think Dallas Carter is a 4A. Like if mm-hmm. Dallas Carter had a had an elite talent receiver, he'd get he'd you know he'd be on everybody's radar. The fact that he's doing this in the Golden Triangle in Silsby and is a five-star receiver, I think that, that goes without saying that he would he was going to get noticed regardless. There is a certain level where I think you can hide at this point, but at this point, you got to be way off the beaten path mm-hmm. because I think that the recruiting, the tentacles of the recruiting industrial complex are so vast and so sticky that I, I think it's, I think the days of elite talents FBS caliber talents being able to hide I think those days are done I think that the internet has changed things and I think that we have gotten better at 
I think coaches have gotten better at promoting their guys. I think players have gotten better at promoting themselves and getting noticed and understanding the landscape of going to camps and things like that. So all that is to say, first part of the question, Draylon Miller absolutely would have been a five-star receiver, you know, prospect at, or if he was at KD or if he was at, you know, uh, Wolfworth Friendship or wherever, he would have been there. Mm -hmm. That's one part. Would he be having the same on-field success and be as dominant of a receiver at an Allen or a Denton Geyer or a, a, a Katie, right? It's interesting. One thing that I find to be interesting about the uh, at Silsby is that they can, and I think Randy Smith does a good job, of scheming to his talent. Instead of t- putting the talent into his scheme, he schemes to the talent. I bet if you were to go up to Randy Smith and pump a full of truth serum, he'd say, I'd probably like to run the ball a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, just generally speaking. Mm-hmm. But you got a great quarterback. you got a number of great receivers, including an elite talent. on the. They're going to throw the ball to those guys. Yeah. So I think that the scheme has something to do with it. As far as the talent level is concerned, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think, think he would. I, I think he would still be a star. I think he would be on the, in the kind of thing that we talk about with like DeCorey Moore at Duncanville, mm-hmm. right, or all of these other big time receivers at big time programs. Like mm-hmm. he's he's a five. When you're a five star player, you're a guy that we think can play on Sundays. Yep. And Sunday players are going to be elite wherever they go yeah and that's the difference between like us and people like greg powers who follow recruiting is most of the time we look at it from a team perspective we watch football differently than they do they're not looking at it from a team perspective they're looking at the player and comparing him to other like players they're not comparing him to whoever the team that they're going up against most certainly so uh, would his numbers be and by the way, his numbers are good this year. They're not they're not gaudy. They've kind of been blowing teams out, and I think they've tried to save him up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think he'd be going up against a little bit better a little bit better talent, a little bit deeper talent at the six A level. But I think he would still be a, a clear star and an all state guy, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I agree. So there you go. What's next, pickle? Now the better. I'm sorry to interrupt. The better question, and and it's a good question. I want to be clear. Um, uh, another question here is what would happen with a guy like Grayson Rigdon? Mm-hmm. Okay? Grayson Rigdon, the superstar player at Benjamin at the six-man level. Because he's playing different football. Correct. He's playing a different Stylistic, style of football. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like slot T versus spread. Mm-hmm. I mean like six different versus rules. eleven. <laughs> and like how like if you were to drop him into Silspear, you were yeah. to drop him into Allen, what would he do there? And that's something that maybe as we go on through the playoffs, we can just Well, and to, to just uh, to play devil's advocate yeah. here, too, something that always comes to my mind when you're talking about, hey, if they played at a bigger school, how would they compare? You honestly never know that if maybe he moved to a 6A program like that and the competition stake was higher for him to have to stand out more, sometimes that can push out the better in people, too. Oh, yeah. Like, sometimes it can make them play better. If he's sitting there and he knows for a fact that he's probably one of the best players on the field, but maybe not the best, sometimes that sparks that competitive spirit in it, too. And it's like, oh, yeah, it sells me. He's used to just getting whatever he wants. You add in the level of competition, that has something to do with it sometimes, too. I, I totally agree. Um, if you could have any former Texas high school football coach coach your children, who would you choose? I won't make you choose a favorite of current coaches. One, thank you. Um, so a former Texas high school football. Or current. It could be former or current, but they didn't want to leave it to just current because 
that'd be kind of mean. I mean, there's the easy answers of like being able to say that your kid was coached by G.A. Moore or Gordon Phil Wood. Danaher. Yeah, like Gordon Wood was the first place I went. And here's the thing: I guess the question would be. All right. Well, let me get let me get real sensitive here for mm-hmm. a moment. What I would like from a football coach is to help to build my son into a better man. Mm-hmm. Right? My son, Hank's awesome. Shout out, Hank. Probably not going to the NFL. No. I would say the odds are against it for a number of reasons. Yeah. But the odds are against it. I think early early things says Max is more likely to be your football player than Hank. Yeah, he's a wild man. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking, so so my question, so the question is like, who would I trust to build my, um, to help my son become a better man? And the good news is about 95% of high school football coaches, I'd be like, yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Go play for her. Um, I, it's, it's hard to pass up a guy like Gordon Wood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the other thing is that like, Gordon Wood, let's just say that the playing thing doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. His coaching tree is huge, pretty, pretty vast. Yeah, okay. Reginald Sample is kind of in that, in that same in that same vein. So uh, I'll say Gordon Wood. Um, Gordon Wood would be my would be my pick. You know what's funny from a and and it's odd because he's technically a former Texas high school football coach. But any time that I was lucky enough to go into a locker room like before the game when I was sideline reporting and listen to people give their speeches and stuff, John K. Mm-hmm. I would. He, I'll give it, I'll, he was awesome I think that's with student athletes. Great one. I'll give another one. Joey McGuire. Yes. Yep. I'll give another one. Jeff Trailer. Mm-hmm. Those are guys that I would that I would trust with my son. Yes. And be like, yep, go go learn from them. You'll be a better football player, yes. But like I also trust that they're gonna take care of you, and I also mm-hmm. trust that they're gonna they're gonna have a a a a stake in you being a better person. Yep. And that's what I'm doing. So there you go. There's that. Uh, you want to do one more? Yeah. If you had to have a mythical creature as a pet, what would it be and what would you name it? A Ooh. mythical creature. I don't know how up to date I am on my mythical creatures. I mean, you can do like a unicorn. You can do a dragon. You can do. Uh, oh, um, a dragon would be cool. Narwhals are real, right? Yeah. Narwhals all are real. They don't seem real. Yeah, they're real. Okay. Um, I have a narwhal shirt. I mean, the the having a dragon as somebody who is um um I, I didn't watch game of thrones did you watch game of thrones no um there are people who are super into game of thrones i feel like a dragon would be a real risk reward situation do you know what i mean <laughs> like if you want to hop on and fly somewhere you can but also, also if they wanted to burn your entire house down with like also whenever they, they want they can kill you yeah whenever they want for no reason indiscriminately I think I'm going to go with the Pegasus, okay? Okay. The flying horse. That that. feels like a pretty safe choice that also provides me with a fair amount of value because I can fly. Um, I'm going to go with the Pegasus and her name, Mm. her name is going to be Francine. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Francine the Pegasus is what I'm going to go with. Because, again, I, I want something that's oh. not going to kill me. And I don't think a Pegasus is going to kill me. Famous last words. Um, 
and but also I needed to provide some value for me and I think that being able to fly to work would be great a fairy I want a little fairy like a little tinkerbell oh that flies around and if I need to, to be like a fly on the wall type of situation I mean, like hey go listen to what they're talking about over there and she just like the answer is probably like a genie right oh yeah I didn't think about a genie but that would be the thing are you only given three wishes I'll take three wishes that's fair that's because you know what the first wish is <laughs> Unlimited wishes. Correct. Okay. Uh, when I Googled mythical creatures, do you want to know what popped up? Like the first couple yeah, of them? Yeah, what's the mythical creatures Google search look like? Uh, dragon, unicorn, mermaid, werewolf, fairy, Loch Ness monster, a sphinx. Uh, Loch Ness monster. A griffin. That's another good one. Mm-hmm. A centaur. That's the first one that originally popped into my head. A yeti. That rolls. Like, what if it was a just yeti. me and Bigfoot just walking chilling. through Walmart? Just vibes. Um, a ghoul. A, ghoul. a gnome. Did you know a gnome is considered a mythical creature? Well, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, there's not gnomes. They like yeah, like they're they're not walking around. Yeah, I guess that's like true. they're real or they're not real. Do you know what they're, I mean? Yeah, I get what they're you're saying. Real. They're not alive. They're not alive. They're not like yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what they want you to think. Maybe that is what they want you. To there's okay. Let's go back to conspiracy theories here. That's my conspiracy theories. Gnomes pull a nightmare it, at the museum type of situation, and they come your, alive your, at con- night. Your conspiracy theory is the Toy Story's documentary. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz is real. Gosh darn it. That would be terrifying. That would be terrifying. Yes, it would. I don't. Yeah, I gotta I gotta run back Toy Story. My kids have not been into like like Hank was really into Toy Story two or three. One of them. I know he's into Cars two, which sucks because Cars two is the worst one. Yeah, um, but original Cars is amazing. Um, original Cars hits. I'll watch original Cars whenever, mm-hmm. but Cars two sucks. Yeah, um, is that the one where they go to Italy? Yes, they go. Uh, like- the the Mater Wasabi bit is really good. I'm not saying it's all bad. I'm saying that it's mostly bad. Like rounding up, it's all bad. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I, I will go with a, sen- a, 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 a Pegasus. Okay, we can end the show on this. But I always like when people walk into the office for like business meetings and stuff, and then we're in here debating if gnomes are <laughs> are gnomes real. They're like, they're There's like, like okay, super important let's, people you know what, walking let's, let's into the office. Out, let's hammer out this contract so that we can make sure that there's a mutually agreeable business to, <laughs> business relationship. And in the other room, separated by a wall, wall, we're just like, I don't know if gnomes are real. I wonder if they get up in the middle of the night and walk around and eat my vegetables. Can you imagine owning a Yeti? <laughs> I swear this is just coffee, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. that's gonna do it for us <laughs> thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook <laughs> facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com remember dave campbells texas football tonight 7 30 p.m let's party texas.com youtube and facebook be there or be square before we go pick a one last thing to do and that's to roll out the week 10 mr texas football player of the week Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Tax Act Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Fans then decide the winner by voting on TexasFootball.com. Congratulations to this week's winner of the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com.